Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, sports veterans and greats. The four for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what the H? My bad. <laughs> welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of your favorite show. Uh, you are live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports and the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev McMillan, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my partner for three and three quarter decades. Man, we old as shit. <clears throat> Jimmy the Blueprint in the building. Uh, the Bull B. Austin is at the Clare Port, shipping Christmas care packages to children in Ghana. So shout out to Black Santa Claus. Uh, the NBA preseason is here, like we said last week. And by the time you hear us next week, the regular season will be in progress. So we're going to discuss a few hoop stories and much more. So sit back, relax, settle in for another briefing in the war room. Uh, you can also get in on the conversation by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or you could join us on facebook or twitter at war room sports we'll also be taking your calls on the digital extreme tech hotline that number as usual is 323-410-0012 but before we get started like we do every week we just need to remind you that during the week when we're not live on the air you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the war room sports podcast network you can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on any of the major podcast listening platforms. We're on pretty much most of them. So make sure you look us up and never miss an episode. What up, partner? What's going on this week, man? Man, the world's still crazy, man. You know, Rona's still out here. Although you yeah. can't tell. I mean, I know, you know, no, depending no. upon where you're at. It's been a while since you can Atlanta, tell. But, <laughs> but yeah, for 2020 Atlanta, still here. Baby. They do on my timeline, and it's like, yo, that, that joint never hit Atlanta. That's all, you know what I mean? That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> Y'all acting like Atlanta, not in America. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a... <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, 2020 still chugging along. We got a couple more weeks left. Um, I mean, I wish that this year could go away, and on January 1st, something better magically appears, but we still going to be in this for a minute. Um. Yeah. So we'll see how it go from there. You know, I watch the first round of them, them vac, them vaccinations to see if anybody grow a twelfth, eleventh and twelfth toe, or you know. Yeah, start, yo. <laughs> shout out to the memes if people start looking like T Sizzle <laughs> after they take the vaccine. Um, yeah, <laughs> yo, I, I looked at that joint like periodically through the day and laughed every time like it was the first time I saw it. <laughs> like, yo, why they do my man sizzle like that, man? That's, That's like me and AR Avenue. 
They had to do my man sizzle like that, man. All right, man. Anyway, man, let's get into some some hot topics. And of course, hot topics are brought to you guys by <laughs> uh, my bookie. Of course, um, it's time for you guys to make some money sports betting in my bookie. But if you still haven't checked them out, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's time to place your bets, lay down some bread on the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. You get it without hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after you realize that Taysom Hill can't play. Join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, I would really, you know, because you make a bet like Saints versus Eagles. You know, of course you're going to put your money on the Saints. I mean, unless you, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're just brave, you're you, you risky. But really, like, after, a, you know, a, a drive, like, you realize, yo, this ball Taysom Hill ain't yet. <laughs> I might want to yeah. switch this up. So, you know, y'all can do that, uh, betting with my yo, bookie. Thanks. The thing about in-game betting, though, yo, in-game betting is is, is weird because they switch the lines on you. Like, yo, like you could bet in games, but if you go to bet in game, they'd be like, "Well, the line is now this," or you right. can only win this. Like, yeah, so, so they they know like, they know you're gonna switch it up. We're gonna switch it up. <laughs> yeah, more more or less. Yeah, I feel it. Um, so uh, Giannis, he 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 cashed in with the Bucks. He's standing in Milwaukee. For another five years, or until he forces his way out uh, via trade, like everybody else does. Um, but uh, yeah, Giannis signed uh, five year supermax extension with the Milwaukee Bucks, which is the richest contract in NBA history. Five years, $228.2 million. They backed that Brinks truck up to his residence. Um, and shared the wealth with him. Uh, we all know Giannis is, is 26 years old, so uh, that's a lot of money, man. Um, he had a fourth-year mm-hmm. option. Um, but like I said earlier, you know, these dudes, you know, push your way out before your option even comes. And So we'll see how it happens. We'll see how it how it works out. But, yo, what's your thoughts on Giannis having the richest contract in NBA history? Mm-hmm. Taking over Russell Westbrook's. I mean, but here's the thing, right? Despite uh, and shot the court because I know court listens. Despite what court thinks about Giannis, man, he's one of the best young players in the league. Um, he's already got two MVPs under his belt. He hasn't won a championship, but I mean, then again, outside of uh, um, Bron and a couple other folks, ain't too many people that have won championships <laughs> in this league. KD, right? You know what I mean, right. so it's like that ain't, that ain't really saying much. Um, only one person wins every year. Um, so if you name in KD, Kawhi, LeBron, you you pretty much ain't got no chip re- in recent history. Um, still one of the best young talents, but this is what you have to do to get him to stay in a flyover city. Like, <clears throat> if you want, you know, run an organization out of a flyover <laughs> city, then you want to have to cut the check. You right. really want to cut the check. Um, and for me, when I watched him play, though. Right, you know, and they're not making excuses for Giannis because you know he didn't play his best ball when it mattered the most. So not making excuses for him, but yo, they lose on coaching in the playoffs. I've seen it two years in a row 
where their coach is getting like just outclassed. Now, granted, he's going against some good coaches. Um, <laughs> they got they got the, Anthony Lynn coaching coaches. basketball in Milwaukee. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like, but he's going against some of the better coaches. He's going against like you know, um, main man out of Toronto, Nick Nurse, and uh, main man out of Boston, uh, the best uh, out of timeout uh, coach in the history of the league. But uh, so he's going against some good coaches. But he's getting outclassed every time. Like yo. When stuff don't work, he makes no adjustments. He'd be like, yo, just do what we've been doing. Like, dog, what you've been doing ain't working. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you also got to go against no adjustments. Uh, main man down in Miami. <laughs> it's like yeah, all the great so coaches like, yo, over the there in the East because yeah, all the talent over the in the West. Coaches. I know, I know, I know. That's because <laughs> the talent don't want to listen to what the great coaches got to say. Like, yo, FOH, right. you too hard on me. I'm going to I'm, I'm switch conferences. <laughs> you demand too yeah, much so, from me, so I'm switching the whole conference. So Giannis now, you know, he's like, this is my home. This is my city. I'm blessed to be able to be a part of the Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years. Let's make these years count. The show goes on. Let's get it. You know, you know, the, the usual spiel after somebody show you the money because, you know, mm-hmm. don't act like you wasn't seriously mulling going somewhere else. Um, but it's it's hard to leave, you know, when that Supermax is in place and a team owns your bird right, they can give you that much money, it's, it's really a difficult situation. Um, so I, so I, I understand, you know, when you when you take the money. You know, I also respect it. You know how I kind of feel when these dudes run off and go super team up with, with somebody else. Um, I'm not sure he will get it done. I don't think I have the same confidence. I, you know, I agree with you. He's definitely one of the best young players in the league. I don't think I have the same confidence in Giannis that I had with LeBron when he originally left Cleveland. Um, I always thought that 100%, no doubt, LeBron was going to get over that hump in Cleveland. You know, he may not have as many championships as he has now since he left, tested the waters, won a few places where he could get it done a little bit easier. He may not have that many. And we all know LeBron is fighting different ghosts. So, you know, he kind of, his ring count, means more than just getting a championship. And I know he would have gotten over that boundary in um, Cleveland with a little more patience, but, you know, the the ghost that he's fighting against, you don't really have that kind of patience. Patience. Who has patience in anything in in 2020 and anything in life? Yeah. And after 2020, it's about to get worse because Kessler – People ain't got patience with with COVID. Like, I'm going outside. I'm going to parties. <laughs> yeah, your cat's sitting outside in the snow busting grub, so Yeah. So so this is what one, two, three, this is what Giannis's next five years are gonna look like. Um twenty 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 one, twenty two season, which is next year, thirty nine point three million. Twenty two, twenty three, he's gonna make forty two point five million. And twenty three, twenty four, he's gonna make forty five point six million. 24-25, million. Has an option to leave after that year, but people are going to be like, why are you going to leave? Because in 25-26, he will make $51.9 million just from playing basketball. Not from Yo. shoe deals, endorsements, just from playing basketball. He's going to make a half hundo. Um, so it's, gonna, it's probably going to be difficult. To walk away. He go. He go versus for you. Option. <laughs> in five in five years, who's gonna be making more money from basketball? The Antetokounmpo brothers or the Ball brothers? <laughs> that's a that's a 
Hey, that's a good question. That's a good question. I mean, his this dude is yeah, carrying. I'll earn all of them by himself. Yeah, it's, it's really it's gonna be it's gonna be on Lamelo because Lonzo. Even though I'm one of the dudes still have confidence in that dude, I don't think you know once his deal is up, he's gonna be in the max territory. So now we got to look to Melo to get the max, which is probably gonna be more than what Antetokounmpo is getting right now. So. He's going to have to carry that. And then Jello, you know, whatever they paying him at Best Buy, he's going to have to throw that in and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and see what's up. But, um, yeah, this, this is a lot of damn money. Shout out to to Giannis. Um, shout out to his brothers and his family because I'm pretty sure he, he holding it down for everybody right now. Um, so we'll see what he does now that he's, he's secure, at least for the next five years. We go out there and see if Milwaukee can stop just being the best team in the league in the regular season and, and see what they can do in the playoffs. Yo, basketball owners, excuse me, basketball managers, it's funny. Like, yo, I'm going to pay you all this bread because I don't want you to think about anything but what you do for me out in um, the cotton field, I mean, um, the court. So, <laughs> the cotton I'm going like, to secure everything else. So now your focus has to be 100%. But think about it. If you're making that kind of bread, what else do you got to focus on? Most right. of us are always trying to focus on ways to increase, you know, resources for I mean, our family. Yeah, I'm going to give you enough. He's trying to take over Hollywood, oh, yeah, Brian got NBA, Brian, everything at the same time. Yo, but. My man Brian cut up. Yo, Brian be cutting deals every day, and they ain't got nothing to do with basketball. <laughs> but outside of him. Yo, there is something Brian, every day not, reported know, about Brian. If you're not Brian, you're not trying to be an idea, as Will Smith no, would no, say. No, um, no. I mean, tell the truth. Like, like, Freak can't even speak English all the way properly, so he, you know, it ain't much going <laughs> outside of this. <laughs> Shout out to you, though, Freak. <laughs> not your country, not your language. I feel you. But um, Freak gonna come back look like your man Harden. Uh-huh. Speaking of my man Harden, um, um, Doughboy. The the Rockets asked Philly for three first round picks and Ben Simmons in exchange for Doughboy Harden. And if y'all don't know what we're talking about, y'all must you know hadn't seen. You must not have seen uh, the Rockets' latest preseason game because Harden was in the in the mix and he played and he was looking a little pudgy out there. And it's like. I think that might put the Rockets in a bit of a position. Like, they're out here asking for the sun, moon, and stars for this dude anyway. He comes out looking like he's not even in shape. Um, like, what is that going to do for this? First of all, if you are uh, Maury and Elton Brand, what do you say to the Rockets when they ask you for Ben Simmons and three first-round picks for James Harden, even before we saw what he looked like? What do you say to that? Dog, listen, man, I'm not giving away – Ben Simmons for James Harden straight up without pick. So I'm damn sure I'm damn sure not gonna do it. You know, when you asking for like you know a nice ransom, like come on, cause right, I'm cool. Right. I mean, in the in the long run, if he's in Philly and they you know and and he stays, those won't be like high first round picks, but still. And there's a lot of people out there, especially fans, talking about man, Philly better make that move. Some people, I just swear just don't understand basketball because here we go again, you know, same conversation. We're talking about the one thing that Ben Simmons can't do when the dude does so many other things on the basketball court. Great. 
um, including playing defense, which Harden has never been known to do. It's like, yeah, you bring a bucket, a walking bucket to your team, but you're losing defense, you're losing playmaking, you're using just, like, sheer size, you're losing somebody that can go to the hole at will, uh, you're losing mm-hmm. a point guard that can see over the defense when things get, you know, when things get a little muddy out there. People just, yep. it's all, you can't shoot, though. That's just, like, the low-hanging fruit, the <laughs> easy answer <laughs> from a bunch of people who probably could never shoot in their life. Like, I guess it's weird to me, right? But I'm I'm with you, because, like. I mean, because people don't, like, really, like, I'm not going to say understand because I don't think people care to understand. People don't um, appreciate basketball for the beautiful art that it is. It's like, yo, yeah. either you could do the flashy stuff or FOH. And Harden does the flashy stuff. Harden makes the highlight plays. Ben right. Simmons is, to me, a better – I'm just going to sound crazy, and it might be um, hyperbole, but Ben Simmons is a better basketball player than Harden. Well, not a better score. I, people, it, people not will a better understand score. you if you use that caveat. You know how they always got to throw in overall basketball or, or both both ways, you know, whatever they say. You know, they always say that um, when they're comparing some of the greats. And, you know, I never understand that. Like, we're comparing them. I'm talking about overall in the first place, but some people have to specify that for yeah. other people to, to Cause, even Because, I mean, understand. there's certain things like, like he can't he can't score like Harden can. But I think Harden is probably one of the greatest scorers in the history of the game. Like, right. Um, but does that translate to wins all the time? Does that translate to playoff success? Oh, damn sure it doesn't like, in the playoffs. <laughs> Does it translate to championships? To me, defense wins championships. But at the end of the day, um, I think that overall, Ben Simmons is a better basketball player. It is what it is, man. But that's why I wouldn't do this deal, even if it wasn't for the picks. You know what I'm saying? But it's just funny. Yo, it's crazy to me. I don't know if I've ever seen something like this with Ben Simmons in any sport where um, the day you got drafted, they've been trying to get rid of you. He's been in every trade rumor. Every week, like why? Get him out of here, <laughs> cause he can't shoot. <laughs> and shooting oh, is God. is the game now. It's the new NBA. You got to be able to shoot. Like, yeah, okay. But for me, like I've always said, you know, when we talked about this whole scenario with the Rockets, Ben Starter. I mean, Ben Ben Simmons is a non-starter for me. Like if the Rockets. You know, with him forcing their hand, because the leverage isn't really there for them. I mean, it's kind of like either you deal him or you don't. But if you deal him, everybody mm-hmm. knows that he doesn't want to be there. You're not dealing him because you're ready to, to part ways with Harden. You're dealing him because he's ready to part ways with you. And you're worried about, yeah. you know, his prospects of staying around later when you can't get anything for him. So for me, Ben Simmons is a non-starter. Like, if y'all not calling Philly and asking for Tobias, maybe another player in a couple of picks, then as Philly Philly brass, I wouldn't be trying to hear it. It seems like for now, Ben Simmons is a non-starter for them as well. But you know, you mm-hmm. never know. You never know what their influences are. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't think it really makes the Sixers any more of a threat, um, a, a title threat. Of course, they're going to go to the playoffs. 
it's going to be easier. Like, if it happened, if they would go to the playoffs. It would be easier for them to get a bucket in crunch time. We know all that. But how about if they were able to keep the three of them? Like, oh, my God. Man. <laughs> I think they climbed the ladder immediately. I, you know, I'd be like FOH to, to Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know. Only people I mean, we try to see right other, now is them boys in L.A. Clippers or Lakers, take your pick. <laughs> unless Harden come and shoot them out the, shoot them out the uh, playoffs. So, I mean, you know, that's possible, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, know, this would be a different through. situation for him, though, because I don't think he would be handling the ball all the time. So he can't come down tween, 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 tween step to the side yeah. and shoot every play. Hopefully. Like, Houston just played a bad brand of basketball under him, so – you know, not not knocking Harden at all, man, because Harden is a dog. But it might be better for them to finally move on to something where they can play a different brand of basketball. Because even with a new coach there now, Jim, I kind of think y'all kind of like, I don't know, it seemed like they just, they're they're in that until he's no longer on that team. I can't yeah. see him I mean, changing. I mean, you got John Wall now. Is he gonna, John Wall going to want to stand around and watch dude tween tween? He's not that he great of a spot-up shooter either, so. <laughs> when I was watching John Wall play the other day, John Wall was behaving as if it's his team at this point, and it might at be. This point, at this point, you know that it is. I mean, dude acting like a, a petulant child right now. First, he don't want to come in, and then when he come in, he come in looking like me. So it's like, like <laughs> John Wall, like, look, man, I got to do what I got to do. Looking like Trevor Burbick. <laughs> All right, look at Looking like Busted Douglas's first title defense. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Busted yeah, so, so if that's the case, like if Harden is going to end up in Philly, he damn sure can't come for Ben. You ain't even in shape. We're going to need Ben and Joe there to play while you're getting in shape. <laughs> I mean, Harden's never been one of them dudes anyway, like one of them muscular dudes. But it just looked like he's packing on a couple yeah, of Let's show you right there what it's going to be like once his career over. Uh-huh. It's on. Are <laughs> gonna blow up like the world trade? All right, so um, Lamelo, Lamelo Ball. Um, we were watching his uh his NBA preseason debut. What did you think of Melo's debut? He actually didn't he didn't score in his debut. And the funny thing is, it depends on who you are. Where you got your information, like, because there's people out there looking at his stat line and the fact that he didn't score, and they're laughing at him on some, ah, I told you this boy ain't going to be nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then there's actually people who watch the game, like us, because I know we were talking in the chat, mm-hmm. like, yo, this young boy out here is showing off. He His shot definitely yep. wasn't falling. He was like uh, 0 for 5 from the field, but he had four assists, 10 rebounds, and four turnovers. But, of course, if you watch the game and and didn't just look at the stat line and, and conclude that he was a bum because he didn't score, you would see that some of the stuff that they said during the draft that sounded like hyperbole might not have been hyperbole. One thing I'm talking about, Jim, is during draft night, they said something like, LaMelo Ball will step into the NBA right now and be one of the top ten playmakers in the league. And you'd be like, all right, come on, y'all, y'all drawing. And then you watch him just in one preseason game, and you watch in the past. Like he had four assists, but that's just because dudes didn't finish. He should have had way more assists than four 
And some yeah. of the ones that he did get off were like spectacular. It's like, how are you seeing this before the play develops? So like, what did you think of his Yo, of his debut? I thought he, he he seems to be a better version of his brother. Um, his his shot is like his shot. His shot is brokered in HBCU endowments, but <laughs> well, until Mackenzie yeah. Scott came along. Yeah, until Mackenzie came through at the orchestra. She holds everything though, down. Um, <laughs> yo, but what was interesting to me is his rebounding. I know it sounds yeah. crazy because we're talking about a guard, but the way he was able to grab rebounds and then turn around and like like push the tempo to me was very impressive. So. When I watch that, I'm like, yo, this is the brand of ball they have to play. They can't, like, try to slow down, play half court. They got to allow this young man to, like, you know, get out and make plays because his rebounding to me was, was most impressive. His brother's a good rebounder, too, for his size. Like, right. You know, That's what I'm saying. Like, we talked about Lonzo being, and him even saying it himself, being a triple-double triple, triple double threat. But we all agree, you know, he, he it's not. <laughs> it's not out of the question, but it's going to be one of them. 10 10 10 triple double threats. Oh, I think LaMelo I think LaMelo could be one of them 18 12 and 13 type triple double threats because if you think about it I know it's only been two preseason games um cuz he actually scored 12 points in the next one and did a little less on the boards and on the assists but he's doing all of this in limited minutes. Like he only played like yeah. 16 minutes in game one and had, and had 10 rebounds and, and, and four assists. So imagine Jim later in the season, once he takes Terry, scary Terry spot. Cause I, cause you know, that has to happen at some point. Um, yeah. If not, he at least going to be in there with them and, and Graham has to play somewhere. So somebody got to sit down. It's going to be scary Terry or Graham. I see Scary Terry being the one because Graham can score, and and, mm-hmm. and there's no better playmaker on that team already than Lamelo Ball. But um, yeah, I, I see him being a triple double threat as well once he starts to get the the minutes. Remember when he was you know in high school when they first started getting popular and all that kind of stuff? We used to talk about how frail looking he was. That's not mm-hmm. even the case anymore. <laughs> Melo looking a little diesel out there. So I mean, he literally know, he literally grew up in front of our eyes, which is also interesting yeah, because sure I wonder did. how that how that affects uh like the locker room and his teammates. Like they know everything about your mom, your brother, your your other brother. Uh-huh. Um, how dumb he is, how dumb he is, and you know <laughs> y'all chasing. They kids. also know they know if y'all, y'all do anything during the game that his pop don't like. He gonna call y'all all kinds of names. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's just interesting to see because we literally seen dude grow up. Like when we when he first popped on the scene, he was a real little fragile dude. But they but the crazy part is they've been saying this since then. Like yo, he's gonna be the one. Right, right. <clears throat> like this is not a new new thought. They've been saying it. But I just think the rebound to me is like, all right, this is how y'all gotta play because, I mean, y'all ain't got no chance of success anyway. So <laughs> let him move. Go ahead, go ahead and sign my man Jello too. But he um. Yeah, he he came out second game, shot the ball a, a little bit better. Well, he shot the ball a little bit more. I think he was three for ten from the field. Um, did most of his damage from the foul line, but he did uh, make two three pointers. He made one from the corner early, and he made another one over by the Raptors bench because they played the Raptors again, and um, stared down their bench a little bit after he made it. 
So all that tells you is they've probably been talking trash since he since he wasn't making shots. You know, in the first game, they probably you know was hollering stuff like, "Oh, it broke ass Jay, shoot that." So you know, he probably gave yeah. him a little stare down. Hey, John, see what's up. Bro- I was trying to decide who got the broker jump shot, him and his brother, because both them Johnsons broke. Both of them ugly. Both of them broke. Those is more ugly. Um, those three point percentage wasn't terrible last year, so I guess at this point, you would have to give the edge to him for now. Uh, I think. Lamelo's release is a little too fast. Like yo, <laughs> he, he like jumping yo. and releasing at the yeah. same time. The that funny thing is, the one with release. the best J is the one that can't get a run because he can't really do nothing else. He can't do nothing else. <laughs> he can't do nothing else. And speaking of, uh, Leangelo Ball has been waived by the Detroit Pistons. There was a lot of hype around him signing. We got to, you know, on on the show when we talked about it, we kind of tried to explain to people what an Exhibit 10 contract was, tried to quell the hype a little bit, you know, but I, you know, I don't know if the people that's out there super hype are, are listening to us. But, you know, we kind of told you all that this was just an invite to camp and first right to refusal to having him play on your G League team. I haven't even heard anything about that, so I don't even know if they've extended an offer for him to play for the G League team. They waived him after two preseason games. He didn't get in either one of them. The second one, he had an injury designation. The first one, he was just a you know coach, coach's decision, didn't play. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't see anything about the Detroit G League team extending an offer for him to play there after he was waived. Mm-hmm. So this might have just been you know the Ball brothers, or at least Lavar's reign on the top. <laughs> having all three of his sons in the league was short like leprechauns because it lasted um, all of 11 days. But, like I said, we tried to explain to people that there was really never a shot of of Jello being a part of the Detroit Pistons this season anyway. They have 15 people um, under contract. So he never had mm-hmm. any shot more of showcasing himself to be on their G League team. But, you know, what you always say, Jim, it's 2020. Don't nobody care about the details. <laughs> Jello got signed. He in the league. All three of these balls in the league, and that's what it is. So, of course, yep. Unc Var didn't take too kindly to any of that because <laughs> he came out and said, I quote, um, he said, I definitely have thoughts on that. The people in Detroit are great. I love the fans, but the franchise over there is raggedy as hell. <laughs> They don't know a good player. I was giving them a lottery pick for free. Has the skills to play and the notoriety to bring everybody to the game. How do you throw that out of the window? They're going to learn the hard way. My boys are going to end up together playing somewhere. Jello can shoot the lights out. That was raggedy what they did. But, hey, they're going to learn the hard way. I, hearing him say that, though, Jim, and you, and you know Ungvar going to say this stuff regardless, but – it makes me think that he didn't even understand the contract that, that Jello signed. It was raggedy that they waived him. Like, it was inevitable that they were going to waive him. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard this take. Just, yeah, wanna... It's just comedy to me, man. They just call <laughs> their franchise raggedy. You got a raggedy franchise. Yo, <laughs> this is a take that I heard. I want to ask you about that since you said that. Do you think it's it's – it's a bad thing for LeVar to burn that bridge, 
you know, calling them raggedy and all that kind of stuff when they were like the only team to give dude a shot. Like it could be a callback one day, or it could have been, but as soon as they waved him, he started going in on them. Yo, it's like, kind of foul, man. But like, it's it's far. Well, here's the one thing that VAR recognizes, man. See, here's the thing about sports: the sports that you know we grew up loving are gone. They're dead. Like, think of four of them. Just like sports talk is dead, regular sports are dead. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon has taken over all the sports, dog. It's all entertainment now, and VAR knows that that's part of it. So right. VAR is ahead of the curve. He's he's part of the entertainment and the fabric of uh, the national basketball. So the NBA is over dramatic. You know that meme that always goes around, like how many days has the NBA has been dramatic? Like NBA is good for that. They're good for selling the story and being over dramatic, having characters. Like I was watching uh, Kendrick Perkins the other day, just going off about randomness. But they, the NBA like loves it. They retweet him and all that because he's a character. Right. Because he's definitely a NBA trash analyst. Character. But he but you yeah, bet people know the formula, man. Plus, what this does, like what Vard does every few months, he'll pop up and say something crazy anyway if we started to forget about any of his boys or him. And then it, it mm-hmm. works because then we're talking about him again. So exactly. he, he, he keeps Listen, the news you, on the radar. When you, go back, right. when you go back, historically speaking, and you look at sports, man, sports was meant as a distraction. Sports is entertainment. Always really has been when you think about it. Like, when you think about the gladiator games and everything, that was, a, you know, what they say, bread and circuses. You get people entertainment so you can, like, you know, rule over the land. Now, with that being said, it's become a big business. But it's still entertainment at the end of the day. So you get characters to behave the way they behave. I mean, think about this, right? Let's look at Floyd. The damn fool. Floyd has always been a skill boxer. When Floyd was, a, uh, you know, a, what was his name before that? Uh, uh, pretty Boy. What was Floyd's first name before? Pretty Boy Floyd. Pretty, pretty, boy, pretty boy, Floyd. boy Floyd. He still was very skilled, but he didn't really take off until he became a character. Right. And that's when he, be, you know, put himself in, you know, an infamy, so to speak. But now that's what you see with sports and VAR is that. So, uh, so uncle VAR is that. So I think part of it is like, you know, he may have burned a bridge, but teams don't care either. They want you. If you, if you, if you have value, they don't care, but they don't care. They don't yeah. care. It's just that when your value is not enough um, to deal with the nonsense, you know, the T.O. rule, I call it. Like, T.O. T.O. was T.O. his entire career. It's just that when his skills diminished a little bit and it was no longer worth it, now get your ass out the league. Right, right. That's that's the that's the fallback of, of being a character. Like, even when, like, because like you said, he, he, he definitely didn't have the same skills, but a lot of those times when T.O. wasn't getting jobs anymore, we're sitting here like, yo, T.O. got to be better than this dude. He got to be better than this dude. Like, yeah, when you get to a certain age, get to a certain point, like you just said, sometimes it's not worth it. But it was your calling card. Like, it, it got you on. Because T.O. was the same way. Remember, T.O. was that, you know, he was the, that hardworking receiver, but he was in San Fran. He was still behind mm-hmm. Jerry Rice, even though Jerry Rice was an older dude. He was the humble dude that cried when he catch a big touchdown and all of that kind of stuff. And then he became quote unquote T.O. Whole different cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and things started to take off for him. So it it definitely worked for you. It definitely worked for you. And it's worked for uh the ball family for, for quite a minute now. So I ain't mad at Var. Um so yeah, back to this this whole exhibit ten thing. Um the the whole thing is the one-year deals are, are often non-guaranteed, like Jell-O's wasn't. 
um, this, which lets the NBA team waive the player and remove their cap hit from the payroll. Now, the Exhibit 10 attachments allow players to earn a bonus of 5000 to $50,000 in the event they're waived by the NBA team, then sign a deal with that franchise's G League affiliate and remain with that affiliate team for at least 60 days. So that's why I was like kind of emphasizing the point that I hadn't heard anything after he was waived, you know, whether or not they had any interest in him playing for their G League team because he could still at least make a couple dollars um, before he go to Best Buy if <laughs> if he get with this G League team and, and play there for, for 60 days. If they do offer it to him, you know, I pretty much see him being there for 60 days because there's not a lot of – NBA teams knocking down Jello's door to come play. So, you know, I'm a fa- I'm a fan of Jello. He's gonna be a legend one day, some somehow, in something. <laughs> <laughs> might be a uh, might be a legend in the tablet section of Best Buy, but either way, Jello gonna be a legend. So shout out to him. Good luck to him. Hope Facebook, somebody else calls. Facebook, Facebook watch legend. Right. I hope Charlotte. I hope Charlotte call. It, you know, this would be like what the third or fourth team in the league that got brothers on the team. So you know, I hope Charlotte call. Um, that might be his only hope at this point. Um, so did you hear? I I, I know you did because uh, I think we discussed this too. But there was a report out there that Brad Stevens, Stevens, Celtics coach, had said that Jason Tatum grew two inches in the off season, which was like three weeks long, and <laughs> was coming in this season being listed at six foot ten. People went crazy, especially the Tatum stands. Uh, that might sound funny, but there are some Tatum stands out there already. Shout Tatum stands went crazy. Like, what y'all gonna do with the ball now that he's six ten and all of this kind of stuff? Man, come to find out, Brad Stevens was lying. He said it in jest, just to mess around and see where he could start. And and he said this back in August, and and his own words, he was like, I don't know why it's just getting legs in December. But he said this in August. This was before they even went back into the bubble. So <laughs> what were your That's thoughts hilarious. when you heard it, though, originally? Like, did you think, like, uh-oh, well, when I first heard it, I, When I first heard it, I said, I said this is bullshit. Uh, that's what I first said. Like, Yo, this is this. <laughs> Who has a growth spurt in three weeks? And why they in the league? Yeah, like I thought right. it was BS. But then when I, funny thing is, I was like, all right, well, I guess it could happen. And then like once I got to the point where I thought it was real, that's when I heard him say like, "Yo, it's Fugazi," and I could do nothing but laugh because what I recognize is, again, we're in 2020. This is all part of what we were just talking about. The NBA is entertainment, and what I do know is. At this point, it don't matter whether he's lying or not. That's just a fact now. Like <laughs> it's a fact now. We, 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 we running with that, dog. We running with that. He's six ten now, dog. Yeah. When I started to notice and started to question it, because you know I, I believed it. When I started to question it was the other night when they opened up the preseason against the Sixers. I'm looking at him. I'm like, Tatum looked like the same Tatum we saw three weeks ago in the bubble. Yeah, same um, sandwich. It's the same goddamn sandwich. But um, when I really looked at it, you know, because Ben Simmons was guarding him a lot, so when they would stand next to each other, that's when I was trying to size him up because Ben is is listed at 6'10", if he's still that 
and you know he wasn't as tall as Ben. So I'm like, either Ben had a growth spurt that they that they're not reporting. You know, he might be on that KD stuff where he never, you know, KD wanted to say he was six nine. KD would be seven three. Talking about, I'm still six nine. So I'm like, either Ben got taller and they're not reporting it, or something fishy about this Jason Tatum thing. And then you know, next day we we find out that your man Brad Stevens is just, you know, he's just playing everybody for for their That's 2020 hilarious. sensibilities. So um, shout out hilarious to him for that. Enough. I think it's funny. <laughs> Brad Stevens, crazy. All right, so um. Our quote of the week, man, this quote of the week is this John kind of mean. Um, I don't know if y'all know it, but Oscar De La Hoya, we spoke about it a few times, a few times here. You know, he's trying to come out of retirement, you know, like the Mike Tysons, the Roy Joneses, the 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 Holyfields, everybody that's talking about coming back to boxing right now. I think De La Hoya might be what, forty six, forty seven, forty eight, somewhere around there. But he's mm-hmm. talking about making a comeback and fighting for real and fighting title holders and not doing exhibitions. So he's been out there, you know, I guess trying to market himself by calling out some of the biggest and brightest in, in that division that, that he would have to fight in because he gained a little weight in his retirement. So I think he's like middleweight. He would be a middleweight now. Um, he's been calling out Triple G. So Triple G, um, well, I'm not going to say he finally got wind of it, but somebody finally asked him about De La Hoya calling him out. So this is our quote of the week. He said, everything involving, well, y'all imagine it in his accent. He said, everything involving Gennady Golovkin for him is a nightmare. He can say whatever. But let me put it this way. If I got an opportunity to legally kill a person in the ring, I might seize it. Yeah. (laughs) He just publicly said, Stop talking because if I get in the ring with you, it might be some Ivan Drago, uh, <laughs> Apollo Creed type stuff going on. Yo, let's <laughs> go back home and put your dress on and chill, beloved. <laughs> put your lingerie on and lounge around the house. And Oscar's Yo. my man. You know that. Oscar's my man. But. It, I mean, and I know you got to do what you got to do to have people take you seriously and to to get a fight that can get you a nice piece of change that can get you back, you know, in the in the in a notable circle. But Triple G just let you know, and and no shorter words, don't bring that over here. <laughs> he just said, if I can kill a man legally, I am going to seize the opportunity. <laughs> them fighting words. At this part point, yeah. even though Oscar, my man, now I'm hoping Triple G go ahead and take the fight. Because <laughs> I'm trying to see somebody get murked. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's, crazy. Oh. that's on some if he dies, he dies type stuff. Like, the crazy part is Oscar probably told him to say it, like to try to like spruce up the junk because I was uh-huh. like, I don't want to see him fight. Oscar going to pay him. Now, look, at me, fall, look at me falling for the banana in the tailpipe, Paul. Uh, <laughs> I definitely want to see somebody get murked, so, you know, I'm all for it. Yo! <laughs> I'm definitely for it, man. Damn, he said, he said if I can legally kill a man, 
Fucking just kill a man. All right, so that is um, our quote of the week. Um. If he dies, he dies. Why was they playing that music yeah. while he was saying that, though? No. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in the NFL, let's talk a little bit about uh, Jalen Hurts and his debut with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts led the Eagles over the Saints um, in his debut. What did you think of the kid, Jim? Because there's a lot of big Lamar talk going on right now. 2.0, doggy. Lamar Jackson 2.0. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jimmy, r- legit, her, not hurt. Yeah. Somebody said directly to you no, somebody told that this man, Jackson after one Lamar. game, is Lamar Jackson 2.0. Shout out to my guy Trez. He said it. I'll put your name out there. You shouldn't have said it. But anyway, um <laughs> You're your B Austin today. Yo, yo, we yo, real talk, we don't even know if Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson one I mean he damn sure showed his ass a little bit on Monday night, but even that was still mostly running until he came back from the bubble guts and threw that touchdown. But yo, we, we like we don't even know if Lamar Jackson was a fluke yet. Like he gotta get a little more consistent. And and, and and this dude is already Lamar Jackson 2.0, huh? <laughs> Here's what I'll say, right? He didn't do too much of nothing, but he also didn't do too much of nothing bad. Like, he didn't right. like he didn't lose in the game. He didn't win and you the game, and he didn't lose you the game. But what, yeah, I, what did I tell times, you, though, man, before tough. last week, though, Jim? The people who are – the pe- first of all, the people who hate Carson Wentz and been calling for him, just the fact that they won the game, it doesn't matter what happened in the game. Jalen Hurts won them that game. <laughs> That's just yeah. it. Need but listen, sometimes in the <laughs> NFL, all you have to do is not lose the game, and that's good enough. I mean, Trent right. Dilfer won a bold on that, just not losing the game. Like, right. And the the problem with Wentz is he's been making decisions to help them lose the game. Right. Turnovers. Like, it's just been dreadful. So it's like, you know, he didn't really do too much or nothing. I can't make a decision on what kind of quarterback he's going to be or anything like that, but – I mean, right, right, some right. folks will tell you that the team played better with him in there, like they got, like they all got something against Wentz. I don't know about that. Um, I, I, I think I that, that sentiment did. is is um, overrated. Um, you know what I think in these type of situations when when your starting quarterback does get get sat down, especially when he's your franchise quarterback and he makes the kind of money that Wentz makes. I don't think in those situations that it's necessarily. Because the defense balled in this game. The the running game, you know, went crazy. You know, well, Miles had that, that long 82-yard touchdown run. Um, the line still had its issues, but they played better overall, playing with their mm-hmm. 12th combination in 13 games. And, and one of those guys are now out for the season, so they're going to be playing with another combination next week or this week. But my sentiment on that, Jim, is when they see that he ain't above the team, and the cat that make that kind of money ain't above the team, people start to be a little bit more accountable because they're like, oh, anybody can get it. That's why I think in most of these situations, teams go out there and play better, at least initially, when you when you go out there with a backup. I don't think it's, oh, the team didn't like this guy, the team didn't like this guy. I think people mm-hmm. are realizing, like, yo, if they sat him down, anybody can get it. So I'm going to play my ass off yeah. this week. And I think that's where that kind of effort 
comes from. I mean, that the, or, or sometimes cats maybe, cats maybe feel like they have to step their game up because they got a young cat in there. Like, yo, we got to protect right. this boy because he ain't got no experience. Like, yeah, it's a mixture of things. I also think there's a faction of people who probably feel a little guilty. Like, damn, if we played a little better, boy wouldn't have got benched. <laughs> so I, I think, it, you know, there's <laughs> or, a little or, bit of everything that, or, that goes into it. Well, the other thing is everybody else is right. Like, yo, crush and trash, man. That's, yo, now let's turn up. They got that bum out. Might be that too. Who knows? Who knows? All I'm saying is. Yeah. Might be a little bit of that, man, too. It's always a, a, a mixture of everything. Yeah, but but like, you can't make a decision based on his body at work. But I mean, they beat a good team, like because the Saints, right. you know, although they're playing with a trash ass quarterback. I'm like, about to say know, it also didn't hurt well. that they were playing with Tim Tebow 2.0 on the other side of the field. Yeah. Like they've won game, they won their their two games prior to that with him being in there. But another thing for the people, if you've actually watched those games and watched some of those <laughs> games, you realize is like Jim said earlier, it's not the same sandwich. They're not winning it the same way. It's not as easy as they get wins when they have their regular quarterback in there. He gives you yeah. a different, you know, he gives you some other things like the running, just like Jalen Hurts did. Like Jalen Hurts extended a few drives by, by running for first downs. Um, I kind of thought, you know, but you kind of expect, you kind of knew it was going to be that way. Kind of one read, pull it down and run. Um, other than that, mm-hmm. there were a lot of called runs, too. Because in the fir- whole first half of the game, I'm screaming to the TV, if y'all don't trust him, then why make the change? They were doing all kinds of – they were still running the stuff that he would run if he came in for three plays a game. And I'm like, yeah, they if y'all don't of, trust him, high school why make the change? I don't get it. <laughs> like you can get all these high school and college plays. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Coaches often do that, man. Like, if you're going to let the ball play, let him play. Like, go ahead right, with the Right, let him move. Because you're not going to find anything out about him if you treat him the same way college coaches treat him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? College coach, like, look, I'm just More doing this for my job. Go run. <laughs> so, so Jalen Finish, for the stat guys out there, he completed 17 of 30 passes for 167 yards and a touchdown. Um, what Jimmy said earlier might be the, the greatest – that of all, no turnovers, <laughs> no interceptions, uh, no fumbles. Um, his lone touchdown yep. pass went to Alshon Jeffrey, who surprisingly made an adjustment to go catch a ball. You ain't seen Alshon work hard to catch a ball since, like, the Super Bowl. So Alshon might definitely be one of them dudes, like, man, F. Carson. I'm going to go work for the young bull. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen Alshon make an adjustment like that. Really, real talk, since the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. Even though when he made that adjustment on that pass in the Super Bowl, he actually popped it up in the air and and caused it to be intercepted. But he tried. You ain't seen him. You ain't seen him on the field much. But when he's been on the field, you haven't seen him trying the way he seemed to be trying last week. So shout out to uh, Jalen Hurts. Shout out to the Eagles. We'll see what it looks like against the Cardinals um, on 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 Sunday. At 425, we'll see if they can um, – because, you know, if they win another game, then the hype is going to come back like, okay, we're still in this thing since the NFC East is, you know, still trash. We're still in this thing. And then it's going to be a whole different argument that that takes place <laughs> at that point. Because if they come back and he gets them see, – see, I'm talking like people, if he gets them. 
let's say if he leads them, if he's the quarterback that leads them into the playoffs, then, oh, my God. I, I, I don't know what Yo, people are going to start to say. Yo, you just paid this man point. a king. You paid this man a king's ransom. I don't know, like, it, it, I don't know. <laughs> tough situation. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a tough situation. Um, and we're going to go to the phone lines real quick. We got a, a caller on the line, but before we do that, just going to give you quick stat of the week while we're still on this NFL thing. And the stat of the week, according to Pro Football Focus, Baker Mayfield's end-of-the-half Hail Mary attempt, I don't know if you guys saw it on Monday Night Football, was apparently the longest NFL pass attempt Pro Football Focus has ever charted. Now, I saw them tweet that. I saw them, you know, little micro stories about that, but they never actually said how many yards it was. So I had to go back myself and look at the play like ten times to try to see I don't know if you remember this, Jim, but this this Hail Mary attempt, he actually overthrew the receivers. He overthrew (laughs) the end zone on a Hail Mary attempt. (laughs) He let it go from the 40-yard line, from the other 40-yard line, and it went out of the back of the end zone maybe two yards on to the white out of the back of the end zone. So I'm, I'm measuring it myself at about 72 yards. That is a, a diesel-ass pass. I, I didn't know Baker Mayfield had a, a, a gun like that. Um, I, you know, I didn't think yeah. he had a weak arm by any stretch, but I didn't know he had a gun like that. Like, he was telling, he waved people to keep going. He stepped up directly to the 40-yard line and launched that joint, and it went out of the back of the end zone. Actually, one of the defensive backs who tried to catch it ran into the goalpost trying to catch this joint. So, Listen. I mean, I, I don't. I'm trying to think. I've been trying to think since I saw that that stat. I don't. I don't know if I remember seeing an actual pass travel 72 yards. Like I even went back to the Mike Vick to the Sean Jackson on Monday Night Football against Washington, and that was like no, no, I've 60 seen, something because I no, thought that was I've the one. Two. I've seen two. I've mm-hmm. seen Michael Vick throw one. It was a, uh, doing a practice in an empty stadium, but he threw one. About a hundred oh. yards. Oh and no no, they, but, but that that was their thing. They said in a in a game, like they're tracking the longest pass they've seen in a game, like in a okay. game situation. And my my, so my saying, was you know, this boy threw it seventy two yards in a game. And I'm sitting here. I'm you know, in a I'm trying. Too, I'm first two people I went to. I was like, come on, Elway had to do that. <laughs> then I was like, maybe Mike Vick did it against Washington. And I actually went to see that footage. And, and counted that off. That was only about sixty something. I don't say only. That's still a diesel pass. Yeah, boy, no, boy aired it out. I saw, I saw Mike yards. Vick. I saw Mike Vick do it in a commercial. And the I power in commercial. He threw that joint about two hundred and fifty yards into the stands. Exactly. And Jamarcus. Yeah, I actually sat with Cats. Yeah, back when that was out, who thought that was real? So, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yo. He was like, yo, yeah, ain't no Jamarcus more. Jamarcus Russell can do this from his knees. So what's the big deal? That's all. Right, right. right. We just need to see him do it in the game. <laughs> but um, yeah, because I don't think by any means that that's what they're saying. I don't, I don't think they're saying like he got the strongest arm ever. He could throw. Because remember back in back in our day, we could say that now because we old as you know dirt. Back yeah. in our day, they used to have the little quarterback. They used to have a little NFL competitions where the quarterbacks would have. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have to throw in the targets, and then they would have to you know throw the long ball as far as they can. 
Then they used to have like the the fastest man in the NFL race, all that kind of stuff. Like, I guess dudes too cool and make too much money to do any of that stuff now because they might throw that shoulder out or pull a hammy on the race. But they used to be cool to watch. Just paint a little something on the off season. Managers paying too much. They don't want you out there. I told you, man. They pay you so you can do nothing else but what you got to do for them. Because I know your man Randall can throw the ball like 80. But, like I said, the only difference is we just, I guess, we haven't seen it in a game. Or either that or pro football focus just started charting this stuff like two years ago. I don't know. (laughs) Could be that too. But um, let's go to the phone line. We got the homie Rob calling from out in Cali. Rob, what's going on, brother? What's going on? You're the world. Yo, this is boy Rob, a.k.a. Yo, I'm hot. I'm hot. Just like, uh, just like an oven. Eric Sherman said, ain't, ain't sicker than your average. What's good, man? How y'all doing? Pretty good. How are you, man? All right. How are you, sir? So, yeah, we just speaking of the whole Jalen Hurts thing. As an Eagles fan, how you think his performance was? Man, this dude's going to be the next Randall Cunningham. I can say a black Elway. Yo, man, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm telling you, dude, the way he runs, man, forget Lamar, Mark, Lamar Jackson. This dude runs like a gazelle mixed with a lion. And if you believe anything I just said, you just don't know me, okay? So, yeah. Like Nas said, I made you look. You straight to a page of my rhyme book, okay? But, yeah, man, um, nothing special. Yeah. I mean, I, I I would like to hear your man's here. He ain't here today. You know, I remember I remember when he was talking, when I saw Deshaun Watson championship game, I asked him how he feel about him. He was like, oh, I didn't see any pass below, beyond the line of scrimmage. I don't know. And Deshaun Watson actually did good. So, he's doing good in the NFL. But, um. Yeah, uh, and even with Houston, Houston struggling. It's not necessarily Deshaun Watson this year. He's still playing okay. But he was he was one of those dudes though, you know how you know these days in football and basketball it goes against you to be like a senior, like people think you can't play if you're still in school for your fourth season. So, you know he was one of them people that they probably didn't take high enough in the draft, and he's making a lot of teams pay right now. I mean, I mean, come on, you had Trubisky who was picked higher than him. I mean, I never forget that. I mean, it's it was um only the brothers did good in that draft really. I mean uh what do you call it? Uh Patrick Mahomes too. You know, and and the and the thing is it, it shows also the lack of attention to detail these coaches have. It shows that the lack of coaching. Like, you know, if if people and this is just my opinion about Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, to me, they they got the same to me, amazing arm talent. The only thing that, and the similar things that in college, the reason why they were stock low in the draft or, or, or what's the kind of draft is because, you know, that people talk about that, that the mechanics are off. Well, mechanics are just fundamentals, man. Like, come on, if, if you're a coach and you see a guy like that that just got talent and all you got to do is just tweak the way he played, the fundamentals, that's it. That's kind of like, you know, I don't want to make it to basketball, just like when Kobe went. And he, you know, let's just uh, unlocked uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard's hidden powers. Like he said, "Yo, man, you're a great player, but you gotta, but you gotta be aggressive at the offensive end." 
that. That's easily dominant. Yeah. No, but but even like when you talk about Mahomes and and, and Aaron Rodgers, even now doing the things that they do, both of them have been league MVPs. Both of them have Super Bowl wins. Like you can still say that their mechanics aren't traditional, but there's a you know there's exceptions sometimes where dudes come around and they're so special that. As a coach, you have to allow them to do it their way because their way, you know, it's just, it's just greatness. Like, we go back to, like, Carson Wentz. He's having mechanical problems right now, but he's not special on the level of a Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers for the coaches to let that ride. So the fact that, you know, uh, Doug Peterson and them aren't correcting, you know, some of his bad mechanics – that has to, you know, that 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 bodes poorly on them right now. I mean, I kind of understand the whole didn't have a preseason, so it, it's kind of difficult to have somebody changing their mechanics midseason. I get that. But, yeah, that's going to have to be them if he's going to get back into that spot and be the quarterback of his team. Like, they got to correct some of the stuff that he's doing wrong mechanically. But yeah, 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 Holmes, yeah, yeah. Rodgers, no, nah, you let them be unorthodox. <laughs> that's how they yeah, yeah. shine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, the thing is, you got all these Eagle fans. It's like Carson Wentz is a fall guy. You got all these Eagle fans not looking at the bad draft picks, not looking at the the coaches that left after the Super Bowl. People forget, like, the the coaches that that left and got a job. You got all of them trying to just talk about Carson Wentz. Listen, I don't believe Jalen Hurts is going to be an exceptional starter at all. I believe he's... I mean, for crying out loud, yes, he can play fools ball and run, but when once, when once you come back to pass, he's not going to have. I mean, the same talent as a, as a Lamar Jackson. I really just don't. Th- I really, I know so. I, I just know. I just know. So, for them to say, "Oh, it's give up Carson Wentz," <laughs> you're on your friend to do today, huh? Making them adamant, a, <laughs> like I know so. You know, yo, shout, shout out to Fred. Me and Fred make peace. Yo, shout out to Fred. You know what I'm saying? Uh, PJ, FP General, no, he's cool. He's cool. He just he just hates <laughs> running backs. He's cool, but but yo, but but I don't know where it's Mr. Road Tide to buy it. You know, so I'm saying hee haw. You know, I like him, but you know, <laughs> yo. and, uh, and, and 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 yeah, and you know what? A good thing to Deshaun Line, Deshaun Watson, how we all can help our community. Uh, work done. He always um, work done. Always um, every year he builds a house. Underprivileged families, and one of the families he 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 gave to was a um, was a family that lost their, lost everything during Hurricane Katrina, and that was the family of Deshaun Watson. So yeah, we invest in your community, invest in somebody's future, and also generational wealth as well. And I think people we get caught up is that a lot of people leave and go to Vanilla Sunset, and I understand some people are different. We're all different. Here. People like go. People like going to black middle class. You know, you and you and Jimmy went to a black private school. I don't know why black private school supposed to be private. That's just that's just me. I went to PS two seventy three. I <laughs> I was uh, I was I I I was um. Uh, you said you said you when, don't know when, why they why they need to be private. Why all black school need to be private? Well, that's for the bourgeoisie. That's another story. You know, that's for the elite. But <laughs> Dude, I went to uh, dude. I was hanging out. You probably hanging out at your friend's house in Brownstones. 
I was hanging out in, in public housing, uh, 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 <laughs> caused by claustrophobic with pissy elevators and, and, you and never knowing who did it. Come on, man. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But that's what you, that's what you think? That's what you think. <laughs> Ain't none of it true, but that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, 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 we got we got to understand too. A lot of these people are going to be op, are opportunists, and we, we got to be aware of buzz with opportunists. You know what I'm saying? Like like a Boyce Watkins, like a Dr. Omar, like a Tariq Nasheed. You know, like people just dividing people, whether it be based on ethnic origin. Oh, I'm African American. You know, uh, I, I don't I don't mess with Jamaicans. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know if anybody's gonna say I don't know if they're gonna yeah. say it to be awesome. I, 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 yeah, you got guys like to make what she's saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on, slow down. Slow down, what you mean, good brother? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying a lot of people like that. Oh, did you mention so? No, oh, okay. okay, man. Listen, shout, shout to all my, all my, all my coconuts out there. Shout out to all the, uh, all, all the lovely ladies. You know what I'm saying? Pum pum man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I was about Just to say, you don't like Patra? I like name Dean Sutherland. You know what I'm saying? That's a cool guy right there. But yeah, um yeah. But, but 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 yeah, I think Marcus Garvey and, 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 and Jimmy always talks about this. He he always talks about Marcus Garvey. He always talks about financial empowerment and how how we can formulate that. And that's one thing Jimmy just that that's one thing I agree with Jimmy. Now, 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 am I different? Because I'm a so I, I'm a democratic socialist, and I, and I believe we should do we should do this not just for myself the same mm-hmm. level, but for everybody. Yes, I mean, shoot, like, hey, if I can help like raise my brother out of poverty, and he make more money than me, I really don't give a damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'll still be making money myself. You know what I'm saying? Just, just so that Listen, he man. can. I'm not, I'm not, not going, I'm not going, I'm not going to take time to argue this right now, man. Because, here's the thing about that, man. The systems don't matter. Oh. It's the people that run the systems, right? And, and, and most systems are evil because of the people that run them. So I'm not going to get into the, the back and forth about that because in in the in in system that you're talking about, um, you'll have yeah, the same thing you have now because it's not, it's not really about capitalism. Because if we're being honest with each other, you don't live in a capitalist system. With all this corporate welfare, that's not capitalism. So, but yes, I don't want to yes. Breaking news: uh, Former Ravens running back Lorenzo Taliaferro dies at age 28. I don't oh, know well, how. Oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah R.I.P. R.I.P. What happened oh, to him? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to find that out now. Damn, that's crazy. R.I.P. Oh. oh, oh. Oh, 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 okay. but, but, but I, I do, I, I, I do have one question for y'all before right, I go. Yeah, yeah. But wait, I got like one question for Dad before I go. But, but, but I just want to say one thing. I got one question. Well, I was talking about Danny Green last time. I wasn't talking about him, um, him so so called being a role player. I just said the championship got to his head to make him bigger than his role 
to make him bigger than he thought his role really was. I mean, he's not a Hall of Fame role player. He's not. I mean, these Robert Orr's, these Danny Greaves think that. Well, I won't say Robert Orr. I would say Danny Greaves think that bigger than he was. You know, like they're not like a Vinny Johnson. They're not like a Tony Kuko. They're not Dennis Rodman. They're not. They're, they're, they had a role. Like Danny Greaves has a role, but he was inconsistent. He's not those guys. Those guys are two, two or three guys I name are Hall of Famers. But I want to ask you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, ask, I feel you. Uh, Even role players, they get on a. They get on good teams, win a couple chips. I mean, it definitely go to their head sometimes. I mean, Danny does have a, a, a confidence and an aura about him, you know, like he's more than what he is. I've noticed that. Like I said, you know, I, I, I defended Danny Green recently because, you know, Danny Green missed a couple of shots in the finals and people acting like he's just a, a straight bum. And, you know, and that's not true. He's, he's a, not great, he's but he's not a bum. He's a bum. Um, <laughs> would you take would you would you take Danny Green or Kyle Coburn right now? Danny Green. Uh, what you mean? Okay, uh, who, who Kyle Corver guarding? I'm taking the white man. Danny Green in his first preseason game had two steals in the first 20 seconds of the game. I'm taking the white man. Kyle Corver ain't gonna get two steals all season. And and Dev, I know we argue about the points of receiver. You say the overrated position. But I want to ask you this. Would the mm-hmm. Eagles win the Super Bowl if they didn't have Alshon Jeffrey that year? <laughs> uh, probably. Are you serious? Alshon was, Alshon was good, you, but what did he can, do? Can like, you, can what you did say he that do with that? a straight face? Can you say that with a straight face? I'm dead ass. Can you look the at his end, Jimmy? Jimmy, is he saying that The tight end was face? more important than him. Like, Oh, 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 you see. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. You just asked me if they would have won the Super Bowl without Alshon, and when I said, yeah, you got upset. They won the Super Bowl without their quarterback, who was slated to be the MVP of the league. They won the Super Bowl without their starting left tackle, who's one of the greatest starting left tackles the league has ever seen. They won the Super Bowl without their all purpose Mighty Mouse. And um, uh, Sproles, they won the Super Bowl without their best linebacker. They won the Super Bowl with, like, with, like must I keep going on? Like, what do you mean? Alshon is Alshon. He had a good season. If he – had he gotten hurt, somebody else probably would have stepped up. Aguilar played like well, who? too. So you can make the same uh, argument for him. Our receiver core was not that good that year. I mean, I mean, there's other like, – like, like Including you know, Alshon. Okay. And I do – I, I do apologize because you do you did you did name you asked me to name you some Super Bowl receivers, and and some of them are not Hall of Famers that I know was the reason why teams won Super Bowl like look at Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, uh, Toy. Marvin Hull, Harrison, Isaac Reggie Duke. Wayne weren't superstars. They both gone into the Hall of Fame. Uh, so, oh, oh, that weren't superstars. San Antonio Holmes, Plexico. But I thought you just said, I, I thought that was what you were saying. Like, Clint, every that's that's our point. Pretty much every receiver who's won the Super Bowl, except for a select few, weren't superstars. That's our point. You don't have to have superstar wide receivers to win the Super Bowl. You're making the point for me. I mean, and Clint by Bowman. naming Plaxico and Santonio, yeah. But does Randy Moss have one? Does T.O. have and, one? And, 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 does and Fitzgerald Bowman. have one? Like, does Megatron have one? Marcus Colston? <laughs> Marcus Colson's on, on their man. level. 
Mark, well, yo, come on, man. Marcus Colson going to the hall? Dudes and trying to put him up there against the top of the. I'm about to say you just gonna name people to make your point. Marcus Colson was good. Marcus Colson was an overachiever. Marcus Colston was a seventh round pick out of Hallstra, but Marcus Colston ain't T.O., dog. Psychical <laughs> birds is known for I one see. thing, and it got nothing to do with football, beloved. Like, come on, man. Plaxico Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob. What are we talking about, baby? <laughs> All I'm saying is we need to get some damn weapons on this team. And Dude, I'm, and, and let me F- read you I something, want. dog. Let me read you something. 2017, Alshon Jeffrey, 57 receptions for 789 yards. If he sits down, we're not winning the bowl? How, how, how many touchdowns? How many touchdowns? How many touchdowns? How many touchdowns? Uh, nine touchdowns. That's still good. That's still good. We were blowing teams out that season. Did we really need those nine touchdowns, or were they just a part of the machine that was rolling over people? I, I, I don't know. I mean – you gotta remember. You, you don't two, know. You brought it up. You we, challenged we had, me we with had, it. What you mean? We had two. We we we. we I didn't bring you up. Two we, we got we had two running backs with using the power of dreadlocks. Okay, dreadlock power. They <laughs> they they were still good too. They were still good too. Like, I mean, we were still good too. They they, they were still good too. And, and yo, uh, he had fifty-seven receptions on hundred and twenty targets. I mean, wasn't nothing great about that season, dog. Besides that, the team did their thing. And I'm not trying to knock Alshon. I loved having Alshon on the team. But that was the point of that whole offense. There was nobody, except for the quarterback, playing out of his mind until he got hurt. There was nobody that really shined all crazy. It was, it might sound cliche, but it was a total team effort. That's why big-name players went down and they kept chugging along. Yes. I yes, agree. Yes, I, agree. I answer you again. If Alshon Jeffrey wasn't on that team or if he got hurt, they probably would still win the Super Bowl. That just was, It was just their year. I agree. <laughs> Once I, the quarterback I, I, goes I, down, all bets are off, dog. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I, I understand. I, 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 I will say this, too. If, all right, hurry up. We got to roll, man. I'll ask this, too. Now, I heard the, the Sixers are favored to land James Harden. If you had to give up one player, whether it be Joe or Ben Simmons, who are you giving up for James Harden? Uh, we, you probably didn't come on early, but we talked about that early. I'm not giving up either one of them for James Harden. I said they're they're non-starters for me. If Houston isn't asking for a package that 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 has like Tobias Harris, maybe another player and some picks in it, then. I'll, I'll, you know, as a fan, I'd be willing to just try our hand with what we got. Um, I think you blow it up if you let one of them dudes go. If you can't get Harden and have a big three, then I don't even know if it's worth it. Like I don't know, I don't know if you get better as a team if you just got Harden and Joe, or if you just got Harden and Ben. You know what I mean? That they need to do something. Like you said to yourself last time that. When the, when the, when the offer was up, and I know, like you know, you sh- you know, it's still not working with both of them. And you have both of them on the court, still not working. And Ben Simmons doesn't even have a jump shot yet. So you, you I mean, but we don't really know, know that because it, Ben Simmons, on, Ben Simmons didn't even play in the playoffs last season. So it's like we really don't know. They've won like right, his first his first season. Sense, huh? They won fifty plus games. 
His second season, they won 50-plus games together. Last season was a bad season, and it got cut short, and they still won 43. They were 43-30 and 30 together. So I don't understand how people say it doesn't work with them together if it's been doing nothing but work with them together. It's just now time yeah, to get past have the no patience. They don't want to give. They don't want to give stuff a chance to actually work. Like right. if it don't work within one two years, they're ready to say the whole thing don't work. Like it don't even make no sense. It How takes, does it not it, work? It, I don't get it. I mean, it does take time. I mean, I mean, cause that's James Harden. I mean, I love both of them, but that James Harden and your man flops a lot, so I don't like him at all. But you know, uh, it, it takes a lot. That uh, it takes. It takes. I mean, that's James, James Harden, Harden but, but besides scoring. Like, why would you give either of those guys up for James Harden? They impact the game in more ways than he does. So if you can have those two guys impacting the game the way they do and then bring James Harden in to get buckets, you got yourself a formula for success. But if you got to get rid of one of them, it's not worth it. And Joel Joel Embiid, he he doesn't – how do I say? He doesn't – he's not really – I mean, his, his numbers fell off a lot last year. You know, and I don't know if he's that dedicated to winning. I mean, you know, like like you know, like uh, Drake said, Twitter uh, trigger fingers on a Twitter finger. Like, it's good. You know, I mean, he he's he's not. I mean, yo, man, like like I know he's with you know his like you know yellow thing and his school got blessed with his wife. But yo, man, when when you gonna actually continue to be a monster? You know, so continue to be a monster. Because like yo, I I used to make fun of Jimmy Kekko with Young Legend. I'm like Young Legend, I ain't seen nothing yet. And I think he got 53 and nine, or like had like three blocks. I watched that game. I was like, okay, I see him, but can he keep that up? Can he can he average 20? Can, can he keep average 25? Like I think Shaq, I think Shaq. I mean, he averages 20, 24 and 12 for his career, but you know, don't let facts get in the way. But right. <laughs> We'll, we'll wrap about it, though. Call, call in next week. We got to roll, man, because we're we getting out of here in a few, and we got a, a couple more calls to get to. But we'll holler at you about it next week when the when the season uh-huh. starts, all right? Oh, my shout to Phil Black, man. He's talking to him. No doubt. We'll let him you know. know. Peace. You, you, you know, I got to listen. Peace, man. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to Arizona. We got the, the homie Tobias on the line. What up, Tobias? Roll down, wow, Tobias. Roll down tiny some ear bleach after that, but uh, shout out to Trump for uh, yeah, Trump sent me that bleach. But anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, Jimmy on the money thing. Let me let me tell y'all the money thing real quick. It doesn't bet to take Alabama or the field to win a national title. Put it on Alabama. They are gonna walk <laughs> Florida. They gonna watch Florida this weekend. And hey, mind you, I feel sorry. I don't feel sorry for the clown who threw a shoe down the field. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but Alabama's gonna crush these dudes. They gonna make yeah. an example out of them. Florida. Tobias, put, is, Tobias is back in bet the mortgage mode. <laughs> uh, I, I told you to bet Chase basketball <laughs> money. Don't uh, uh, don't this never don't, this don't never gu- this don't, never don't, plays don't guys agree me. Because hey, if I bet the if yeah, I bet hey, the mortgage on on Alabama versus the field, and I lose, they don't win the national hey. championship. Nah, nah, hey, it ain't my fault. You got to answer to the wife on that one. That ain't my problem. I just get recommendations. I don't tell y'all what to do. Uh, save for coronavirus outbreaks and all that good stuff. But mind you, part of the thing with that Florida game last week, the, the 
coach load manage his first round pick tight end to say he pretty much said, Oh yeah, we got this. We're looking ahead to Alabama. And if I found that coach, I said, I ain't realize people look for, looked ahead and look forward to going to a lucky chair. I don't realize that, you know. I ain't realize people actually did that. But anyway, uh basketball hey, I don't know, man. And then, you know, I said the stuff about the Bucks, right? I'm like, damn, man, are they going to still talk about no preseason, no offseason? I'm like, Justin Herbert got told five minutes on kickoff, hey, you got this kid, he's balling. Burrow ball, they rookies. I mean, you you know that at this point in his career, Tom Brady is not going to look average at times and not get excuses from the media, the fans. You know, it's just not going to happen. But the, but the thing know, is, we've we've talked about it all season. Though Tom Brady has the built-in excuse, but nobody wanted to acknowledge it when we were trying to give it to him before the season even started. We're like, look, y'all expectations are up. He's forty-three years old. You might want to temper your expectations a little bit. But people like you know, he's Tom Brady. He gonna beat Father Tom. People don't even want to use that excuse. So now, bro, you know, it's it's everything else but but Tom Brady. And, uh, and the thing is with that, and I was like, look, they they like, yeah, make the playoffs, break the playoff drought. And I'm like, a team like Cleveland with a young quarterback, Arizona with a young quarterback, young team, they're building, that's fine. Well, you bring in a guy who's 43 with two Hall of Famers they brought in also, and they say a Super Bowl bus coming from your coach in your front office and uh, in the media – I'm about to say, Nobody, Super Bowl the bus is coming from everywhere, except for probably yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, except for me and Willie. You know? No, no, and, no, uh, no, no. Don't speak for Willie. Willie be on there fronting now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go, hey, look at, I was go look at Willie's because... Facebook page. Go, he was yeah. believing all the hype. Don't, don't, don't. I ain't don't. believe none of it. I'm about to say, don't. And, <laughs> don't cop no bail don't. for Willie. Hey, you know Willie what? And like, it's on the Bucks fans on Twitter. It's like, ah, oh, we'll write stuff next year. Like, Next step, the dude's be forty-four damn years old next year. <laughs> we know they're saying that you gotta max out this year. And, and, they're gonna and be a next step. Yeah, and they say, "Oh man, he get an off season. He ain't playing." I'm like, "Dude, this how I said this how it's gonna go. He would have played one series in the preseason, the first one, probably another series, two in the second, maybe a half in the third, and I play the fourth. How much damn work is that?" <laughs> <laughs> These guys playing AB, the Green Monkey who started HIV, the Lunar Eclipse, like yeah. the um, Mercury Retrograde for everything. They, the dude just average quarterback <laughs> who's inconsistent. It's okay. They just got to be honest with it. And they and they talk about his numbers. See, I don't like – sometimes with numbers, right, there's actually – you got to look behind the raw numbers. His numbers against crap teams this year are great. Against playoff teams, he's throwing just as many interceptions touchdown pass. Yeah. And, you know, and guess what they going to play in the playoffs? Playoff teams. On the road. <laughs> <laughs> playoff teams, no doubt. All yeah. Right, so, you, you know, we, we – I don't even know if y'all, y'all got the message late because I see Neil, she popped up in the chat room. Shout out to Purple Pill in the chat room. He we actually – he agrees with you. He said the Gators are mon- uh, one-dimensional – and you can't beat Bama being one dimensional. Um but yeah, yep. you know, we 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 found another way to load manage. We just started the show a little bit early, so we're about to get out I of say, here. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, Did James Harden <laughs> take to start the show early? You know, everything will start the show up. Uh, you know what? 
I got to touch on that. Philadelphia should not trade for James Harden. I don't think anybody should trade for James Harden except for Orlando Magic. Somebody I'm like that. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not against it if it's for Tobias Harris. That's but what I'm, I'm not getting rid of one of the, the, the two big-name stars on the team for James Harden. I'm not doing it. If, if they can find a way to finagle for him to join them, then that's great. That makes them a stronger team. But I don't think – one of them in James makes them any better, really, than than they are right now in the long run. They might they be a little more They're exciting. Not... You got you get to see somebody come get buckets, continuous buckets. Dude, but he's not I, a winning player. Do. His style is not a winning style. He's been doing it so long. So do you want someone who's been doing that style for so long, who got all this praise, even though I think he's over. He's a good scorer, but his go-to move is traveling. Hate to break it to y'all, and the free—he pretty much a two-guard version of Carl Malone. Live on the well, free people, throw line. People, like I've heard people say, you know, well, you know, he probably can adjust because when he was in OKC, too late. You know, he, he played with them other guys. He had to adjust his style a little bit. But truthfully, if you think about it, back then, I mean, of course, he wasn't hogging the ball like he does now. But when he did come in off the bench, he did handle the ball a lot. He was kind of like their point guard off of the bench. So, yeah. I don't it, – it, it, it'll be difficult to see James Harden come somewhere where he's not handling the ball most of the time. That would be ben a big Simmons, adjustment for him. And, and, like, he's been doing it for eight years in Houston. He ain't changing his stripes. It's too late. Yeah. It's like telling LeBron to stay in the corner. It ain't happening. And I just <laughs> think that – and that's why I think a team like Philly shouldn't do it. Uh, because they they got a good dynamic. They're not far off. People act like they're the damn bulls or something. God, I hate my team again. I we, just, we I just with, think at this point you got to get somebody like Tobias Harris. And I keep saying his name. Book. I don't dis I don't dislike Tobias Harris. It's but you know he's getting paid like he's one of those guys. So if there's any trades to come our way, we have a contract that can accommodate <laughs> a trade. Like take his. But if yeah. if not, if they're gonna leave things the way they are, he just has to he at this point he has to become an all star, you know, or not necessarily making the all star team, but at least be one of them dudes that people are like, Oh, he got snubbed this year, he should have been an all star. Like you know what, people, and I'll say this before I you know talk about Giannis real quick. Notes. If he if he's that guy who could lead your second unit, even though he'll be starting that would be a big key as well, because one of those guys to rest are injured. Those things go unsaid. But I know I mean, like but they people, need him even as a starter. They need his scoring. They need him. So, yes, they do. He, he just need to step up. And, you know, like people talk about Giannis, right? Oh, man, he ain't going to win no championship. How the hell we know he ain't going to win it? I'm like, people, Milwaukee is maybe in a city that's undesirable that Joe Kim Noah won't vacation in. But, Shout out again to Purple Pill in the chat room, because they just yeah. said the same thing. They said he... They say he'll never win a championship. But here's Ever. but here's what but but you know what's crazy though? Milwaukee actually he's not in a desirable city. They just might have to make trades like Oklahoma City did, make trades. Uh Golden State wasn't this big free agent destination until they started winning, lucked out in the draft, people. People weren't signing up to go to Golden State. The Lakers weren't getting people till LeBron decided he wanted to live there. They weren't getting all these free agents. But right. what I'm saying is that Milwaukee's actually one of the best run organizations in the league. They actually are. They got a good coach. They they done everything right for this guy. And how about this? Crunch time. Giannis, Giannis has to be better himself. 
That's the thing. This is not LeBron. LeBron was made. He was great. Giannis has to become a better player. And who says he can't win in Milwaukee? The Bulls ain't won nothing before after Michael Jordan. They're the second largest city in the camp, third largest city in the country. Purple Pill said he can't shoot. Um, Until they get a new coach. Until they get a new coach, I don't know. Shooting is definitely not the only thing involved in basketball, though. I mean, you don't win two MVPs in a row. And then we just knock him like, well, he can't shoot. Make a trade. You're doing, something, some, sometimes, doing something right. Yeah, and, and like, they're not far off. Well, people don't realize Giannis came in the league raw. <laughs> you know, raw as, a, raw, as, raw as sushi. That's how raw he was. He, raw I don't think no, Yeah, no one expected him to be this good. He didn't expect him to be this good. You know, and so he's still growing. It's like Jimmy said, get the right coach, put Giannis on the block, move Giannis around. But – they could win the title. They have a good team. Who else is in the East? All right, Miami. Are they going to do it again? Um, an, you know? un- an unproven Brooklyn. You know. You know. We got to see if if KD Kyrie gonna get hurt. Make everybody mad. Hold up. I was about to say Kyrie gonna get hurt somehow, some way. Anyway, so KD Jesus. gonna end up All being right. there by himself. Jesus or Kyrie just man. might. You know, Kyrie just might. You know, have a higher calling at some point during the yeah, season. Yeah. It's like, who else <laughs> in the East? Yeah, who else in the East? Bam, like, are we saying Bam Olajuwon right now? They, they treat him like he's a King Olajuwon. Uh, well, ESPN they, did say he's the 13th best player in the league. So, yeah, and, and, and he got gobbled up. Like, he, he he got gobbled up like a pile pillow on this Pac-Man by the Lakers. Well, hey, so, so <laughs> Mr. Lucky number 13. But the East is wide open, you know, and that's what people don't get. They just see, oh, he won a championship. All he needs to win is one. And he's like 25 damn years old. He's like 35. You know, Dirk Dirk won a chip and Kobe was still in his prime. (laughs) So, and he beat LeBron. So, it could be done if you put the right, if you get the right team, you get the right coach. And I just think, and plus, who, what was he going to go? I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks are always going to be in the mix to have a top record in the conference, top record in the league. So, you know, you make a trade. If the chips fall the right way. You know, and they actually play a bad eight seed. You know, that's one round, and you know, it, it, it definitely can happen. I'm with yeah. Jimmy. Like, there's a lot to be said about Budenholzer in yeah. certain situations. You know what yep. I mean? Like, he's. I, you know, I agree with you that he's a good coach overall. But then when it gets, well, it's easy to look that way when you're when you're cruising through the regular season, and then the playoffs start and he has to show his medal a little bit more. I think he hasn't proven himself yet in those situations. Um, and like you said, same with Giannis. Giannis has to, too. He has to step up. Coach B. Damn, he got to step up and do what he's yeah. going to do. If they're going to be naming you MVP every year, you got to be MVP in the playoffs as well. It, 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 and I'll say this, and I'm outside of you guys, say, yeah, I got other people and stuff, and you're going Kawhi on me here. Nah, we leave. Uh, yeah, I know, but. We ain't taking nobody else. We leave. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, like with coaching, right? It kind of like Mike D'Antoni. He's a good coach, but he runs up against Popovich is a mismatch coaching wise. And I I think that Milwaukee is gonna have to let that coach go next after this season and find a good coach out there. And also this, the one thing I'm disappointed about with James Harden is that he's doing all this in a black coach who these black coaches in the NBA have a hard time getting the gig. They usually stuck with Orlando or Memphis, somewhere like that. And, and, and this guy bought his time. 
and uh, paid his dues a hard neck like this, but one act like this on Mike D'Antoni. He better be glad OG Paul Silas, the daddy, wasn't in there. He would have yoked him up in the locker room like he did Tyrus Thomas. You guys have a great day, man. All right, man. Peace. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. Roll hey, damn time, uh, baby. <laughs> roll time. Hey, Jim, that's one thing that I forgot to bring up when Rob was talking that nonsense. You know, you got Ben and Joe, who people keep saying can't play together. They have 50-plus wins, 50-plus wins, 43 wins, and they're doing all of this when the general consensus is they're playing for a coach you can't coach. <laughs> so, yeah. it's like, you know, people just say whatever, man. So we're going to talk about real quick um, what happened this week while y'all were on the grind. But before we do that, just want to make sure you guys know uh, on a weekly basis, if you want to call in and speak to us about any of the topics um, you can dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your, your phone, press 1 if you want to talk. You can also, every week, you can join us in the By the Hood chat room, brought to you by By the Hood University. If you guys have always wanted to learn about the stock market and how to make money work for you, and, and, and you know, but you haven't been able to do that, we don't think it's your fault, man. This information was not taught in most schools, but the information is imperative if you want to create wealth and leave a legacy. War Room Sports have partnered with By the Hood University to help get you started on your journey of learning to invest and possible financial freedom. So go to our website, click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our Sponsors and Partners page to get started. Use the promo code, all caps, WRS, and receive 15% off of everything on the By the Hood site. It's not too late to secure your financial financial legacy, so make sure you do it now. And also, right now, um, there's a, a, a class on precious metals. And there's a what's, what's the promo code for that, Jim? It's a 50% off, and this is limited time. So not even 50% yeah, off. It's $50, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, right now it's $50, so it's uh, Black Wealth. Just use Black Wealth. Go to right to the Warren Sports page. Hit on the Body Hood University and you know use the code and get get it for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. That's not that's not going to be there that long. So if you want to learn about how to invest in precious metals, then go do that. But uh, Jim, what happened this week while everybody was on the grind before we get up out of chance? Yes, sir. Before we get to that, I, I just want to give a shout out to Anil because Anil, I know you had a big week this week. You know what I'm saying? You know made that settlement. So congratulations to Anil. Um, oh yeah. Salute to you. It's but, um, over. <laughs> yeah, why you why you were on the Grizz Naive is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. Do you or your business need a custom website? Hit up Hell Digital yeah. Extreme Technologies. <laughs> you can do that by going to Digital Extreme Tech <laughs> dot com or calling two six seven two zero five four two zero three and they get the yeah, I mean get the breakdown, say, yo, I heard it on the war room. You see that special price, you heard? Now, uh what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Naive? Um the Negro Leagues are now a part of MLB. Stats counted as MLB records. Um, um, this this is interesting. I've heard some 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 good takes on this. Um, for me, I don't know. I'm I'm I still haven't processed it all yet because throughout all of this time, you know, we talk about Major League Baseball, we talk about the Negro Leagues and all that. Like I've never even thought. To complain like, man, I think those records should be a part of MLB, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've always been salty that there had to be a Negro League in the first place because they wouldn't let 
you know, these players play in the major leagues until, you know, Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. You know, that's always been my thing. But I never even thought, you know, I always – and I also thought, like, you know, if you would have let some more of these dudes in here, some of these dudes would be in the record books playing against the people in the MLB because a lot of them were just that good. This is an interesting prospect because now they're just straight up saying, okay, the Negro Leagues are considered – Major League Baseball and the records held in the, in the Negro League is going to be a part of the records of Major League Baseball. I don't know what kind of hit that puts to the to the, the big records up at the top. Um, you know, I would have to look into that. But, yeah, I, I just have to process this a little more to, to even give an opinion on whether I think this is a good thing or, or, or not. Because maybe it's I don't, I, not listen. necessarily a good thing. I understand that the, the level of competition was pretty much um some some would say superior in the Negro League, but I just don't I just don't necessarily need MLB's validation. So for me, it's like, right. what are you doing? Because you for, didn't want to give it in. Part of, yeah, what are you doing it for now? Is it part of like you know, right. Coon Train continue to, to ride, or, or I thought Coon Train slowed down a little bit. Yo, shout out to all those organizations that promised all that stuff to black folks. I see y'all not doing nothing. But anyway, listen, um, <laughs> I just don't I just don't um shout out to Andromeda. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to. Took her off the I, don't need validation. I don't even care about this. Like to me, it's like one of those things. Like, what's the point? What are you doing? Yeah. Who are you paying? And that's why I said, like, it's like I have to process it more because I'm like, is this even a good thing? And I saw somebody, <laughs> you know, when I put it on our page, somebody came and said they didn't think it was a good thing. And I was thinking to myself, like, well, you may have some of the same reservations I've had, but he he said something totally different. He was talking about the talent being better in the major leagues and coming from black dude. Um uh, so so we definitely weren't thinking on the, the same plane. It's just for me it's kinda like what you said. Like I don't know if this validation is needed. N- not now. Um and I know people now want to be on the right side of history and, you know, wanna make it look as if they aren't, you know, in the same mind state that uh most white people were back then. But I just don't know if this means anything. Because they, the truth of the matter is they weren't playing against the same people, and if they were able to play against these some, because like there was a lot of talented dudes in this league, um, and you can see just by like they they picked Jackie Robinson, and they picked him kind of because he was at the time safe, you know what I mean? Yeah. He came in wasn't considered nowhere near the best player in the Negro leagues, came right in and won Rookie of the Year. In a league where it's like, damn, I was surprised they even gave him rookie of the year, even if they thought he was the rookie of the year. So imagine if some of the best players, the very best players in the Negro League were to come over and play in this league, then the record books would be different, you know, because the, they would have gotten to play longer. They would have, they would have gotten to play more games. So I, I don't know. It's one of them things I don't know if I need y'all to do black people this favor. Let history be what yeah. history was. Yeah. So that's my initial thoughts. I'll process it more. We'll, we'll talk about it later. I would say talk about it when B. Austin come back, but B. Austin's just going to name Barry Bonds, Manny Ramirez, and Bryce Harper and call it a day. Uh, more or less. But let's funny, get to the story. Manny really is back matters. in baseball like, in some other country. Let's get to the story. Let's get to the stories that matter the most, y'all. Like this story right here. Dwight Howard is being sued by a woman after he didn't pay them for taking care of his exotic snake collection. 
<laughs> First of all, is anybody surprised that Dwight Howard has an exotic snake collection? Anybody? Anybody? Um, yeah, it's one of them things. He hired some people. I guess he had them do this while he was in the bubble. Um, <clears throat> took care of his, his snake. Like, how do you how do you burn somebody like that though? Like, when you go back to get your snakes, <laughs> like, what do you say? I'm gonna pay y'all in two weeks when my check come through. Like, yeah. how do you burn somebody like that? I they said. They said he fired his employees to help care for his 35,000-square-foot home, forcing them, these women, to take up the slack. They, that included caring for his exotic snake collection. The suit says that the athlete has a number of snakes, including a massive constrictor, constrictor named Cleopatra that weighs nearly 200 pounds. So not only were they taking care of his snakes, they were basically taking care of his whole house <laughs> while he was away in the bubble. So uh, they're, they're seeking $50,000 in unpaid wages um, as well as other fees and damages. So, um, Yo, it's crazy to me because Dwight Howard likes like a, surprise, surprise. a character. When when he first came in the league, he was on his way to being one of the all-time great centers, and somehow he's become like a, I want to call it a young man a clown, but like a, a, a character. A a clown. clown Yo, it is crazy because, <laughs> you know, it was Dwight. Shaq, like he's bringing up the best center of the last era and the best center of this era. And now it's like he's still in the league and like he's a backup at this point. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I still think he's going to the hole. Like he might have just cemented it being a part of that championship team. So, mm-hmm. but but you're right. Yeah, man. So, shout out to uh, Dwight. You know, got a new situation. We'll see if uh, uh, Dwight you know, plays up. And a snake lover, no surprise. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yo. Anyway, man. Um, back to more of this hard-hitting journalism. You know what I'm saying? LeBron <laughs> opening up a job training and financial literacy center in Ohio. Hashtag more than an athlete. More than an athlete. Yeah. What you got LeBron again. We're, we're we're sitting here again praising LeBron for investing back into his community. Um, shout out to him. Um. He got the I Promise School, um, and now he got, uh, I think this, uh, it used to be a, a restaurant or something, and he turned it into a community center for I Promise families, and then, you know, the, the financial literacy that they're going to be teaching. That's, I mean, that's important. I mean, we talk, we just talked about that on mm-hmm. on our last drop, talking, you know, we're talking about by the hood and how important financial literacy is and the fact that they that a lot mm-hmm. of us didn't learn it in school or while we were school aged period. So a lot of people go into mm-hmm. adulthood, especially a lot of people, a lot of black people, we go into adulthood kinda trapped in the same cycles of not being that financial literate and we're just passing down nothing to the next generation, not even the knowledge. So the fact that it's on the forefront of a lot of people's minds now, and we got you know people like LeBron doing this, we got the like like your brothers over at uh, By the Hood um, teaching financial literacy to the community now is like it's just gonna make for better and, and you know, stronger. And the crazy part, right? Well, community. Brian is doing this in, in a community. Brian is doing this in the community where um, 
it's like, it's, it's, man, I don't even want to use too many bad adjectives. But here's what I will say, right? Um, Quibi had that show about LeBron, and it showed him actually opening the school. And as of right now, this hit me. Yo, what happens to all that Quibi content that was original content from Quibi? Now that Quibi don't exist, like they still got they right. still got the content. So right. how did they going? Like anyway, I will I will hope that somehow they release that LeBron documentary somewhere because I think it was enlightening to see like what he had to go through, the criticism he got. Like my man was getting criticized for opening a school for uh, less fortunate people. Like literally, you can't they gonna come anybody. up off that. You can't, like, so, um, but when you I mean, it was like what we talked about the other day, Jim. Like, you say somebody gave somebody a million dollars charity, and then somebody yeah. comes out of the back from the from the peanut gallery. What's well, the tax write off? I don't mean they didn't mm-hmm. give a million dollars, you jackass. Like, like what, 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 yeah, what are you doing? On, I hate that. I hate. I absolutely <laughs> hate that. I hate that. And I don't think people recognize how much philanthropy like helps in this entire um, country that we live in. And that's why it's incentives for not trying to get too technical, but when you look at the tax code, the tax code tells you what they uh what what they want you to do. That's what it is. Taxes aren't about hating. So the taxes tax code tells you what you should be doing as a human. When you donate money, you get a write off. When you own things, you get a write off, right? If I go hmm. and drill oil, I get one of the biggest write offs because guess what? They want to incentivize me to go drill oil. So the fact of the matter is they incentivize you to give money as a, uh, to charitable donations. And a lot of that has put people through school, has fed families. So all this whole thing of this, you get the tax right off anyway, man, FOH. Now, back to LeBron, though, with this whole um, situation, man. So this is LeBron because, you know, he, he's living up to that uh, hashtag more than an athlete. Um, and it's just dope to see. It's just dope to see. And I know that what LeBron is doing is inspiring future uh, ball players because now, you not only do you have to win championships, you're going to have to live up to that, too. And, you know, you have cats that reach for it, but, you know, even if they'll never get to where he is, just by them reaching for it, it's going to make a change. So, salute to LeBron for that, though. But and before I, I uh, you know, before you tell everybody what happened, um, this, um, more breaking news. Your man Shan, uh, on, on Twitter, right? This is not coming from the, uh, you know, the, the guy who always has breaking news that's, you know, that, that has never come to uh, play, but I, I hate saying Shams last name. I say it wrong all the time. Shereen, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but anyway, I, I know you're talking about, um, but I ain't saying it either. I, that's why it's called a boy Shams. I just call him Shams. <laughs> Shams reporting that the Sixers have actually made Ben Simmons available in certain packages. Uh, they didn't accept the, uh, they didn't, they didn't, they're not giving up all those first round picks, but Ben is on the table. Uh, I had a feeling that Maury and what's the name might give up on him. But uh, I hope ben it is on the table. I hope it doesn't happen. So just want to um, you know report that. We'll see what happens. They said uh, conversations um, aren't fluid as of now, but Ben is on the table. So we'll see what happens, man. You know, we'll probably by next week we'll have an answer for you. But, uh, oh, before we get out of here, though, I'm trying to get a ruin death evening. Before we get yeah. out of here, tell everybody what happened on this yeah. sports history. This dating sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports book with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, Mount Rushmore's, and all that subjective information that everybody's passing off as facts, be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture that'll keep you on the edge of your seat, that'll keep you laughing. Just go to sportsthebook.com and get your copy from our website, warroomsports.com, but don't miss that movement. So this date in sports history, December 17th, 1991, 
The Cleveland Cavaliers beat the absolute dirt out of the Miami Heat 148-80 to in the most lopsided game in NBA history, a 68-point win by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we just want to give a shout-out to uh, Cleveland and Miami for getting their ass whooped and giving us something to talk about. Um, salute to this historical moment. But we're about to get up out of here. I'm about to hit up Sham and um, – and 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 hope that he trolling. <laughs> I'm gonna see what he talking about. But let's get up out of here, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, everybody who called and got through. We appreciate those who can get to. We apologize, but we will be live right here next week. So remember, you can catch us on demand um, at any time on all podcast platforms. So enjoy your week and enjoy your sports. And you know, pray for my brother Dad because he's upset right now, man. So please stay safe and make sure, make sure you catch us next week. Um, catch everything we do, all of our conversations, all of our content. You can pick up my book. You can cop the courses. Everything can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.